Mitt Romney, the 2012 Republican nominee for President of the United States, a man who secured more than 59 million votes from his fellow citizens to be Commander-in-Chief, is retiring from politics. He is a man of integrity, character, and decency. These are values that are necessary in a free society. Without them, we lurch towards an abyss. With them, we have the ability to step back from it. Mitt Romney has had a long career in public service. He has kept the faith. There's something important to understand. If you can't look at somebody who you have a political disagreement with and see their innate decency, understand that they're an honorable person, that they are committed to the country, their family, and their duty, then you are part of the problem. And part of the reason we have arrived at this fetid moment and this moment of crisis in our national life. Mitt Romney has fought the good fight. And Mitt Romney is not going quietly into that good night. There's a book coming out. Mitt Romney has apparently given astonishing levels of access to one of the very best writers and chroniclers of politics in Washington, D.C., the Atlantic Magazine's McKay Coppins. Mitt Romney has nothing to hide. Mitt Romney's telling the truth about what he saw inside and up close. And it's disgraceful. What he depicts is a cauldron of cowardice and faithlessness and an absence of duty. This is one of the most remarkable political stories I have ever read. And I'm going to read from it extensively as we talk about it. Mitt Romney saw what was building, what was coming in early January of 2021. A very large portion of my party, he told me one day, really doesn't believe in the Constitution. He'd realized this only recently, he said. We were a few months removed from an attempted coup instigated by Republican leaders, and he was wrestling with some difficult questions. Was the authoritarian element of the GOP a product of Trump? Or had it always been there, just waiting to be activated by a sufficiently shameless demagogue? And what role had the members of the mainstream establishment, people like him, the reasonable Republicans, played in allowing the rot on the right to fester? Perhaps Romney's most surprising discovery upon entering the Senate was that his disgust with Trump was not unique among his Republican colleagues. Almost without exception, he told me, they shared my view of the president. In public, of course, they played their parts as Trump loyalists, often contorting themselves rhetorically to defend the president's most indefensible behavior. But in private, they ridiculed his ignorance, rolled their eyes at his antics, 
and made incisive observations about his warped, toddler-like psyche. Romney recalled one senior Republican senator frankly admitting he has none of the qualities you would want in a president and all of the qualities you would not. Among the very greatest failures of America's political journalist establishment is the failure to react and to take seriously, to take literally what Donald Trump said he would do going back all the way to 2015. And this is very important to understand. America's society, our entire civilization, is built on the idea of elections. There's no workaround on this. There's no place to compromise about it. The way of life in America is sustained by a very simple concept. Political power is assigned lawfully, temporarily, with profound limitations through a majoritarian election process. That's how it works. That's how the country was designed and how it was built. Mitt Romney had an experience in life. He had lost a presidential election. Mitt Romney picked up the phone in an election that he very much thought he would win and conceded it to the person who had won it, President Barack Obama. Mitt Romney did not put his ego, did not put his ambitions ahead of the country. Mitt Romney did the right thing. And it became the last presidential election where the right thing would be done. So it's very important to understand what Mitt Romney did, where he was, and what happened to him on January 6th of 2021. And it's also important to understand, and I've pointed this out before, how close Mitt Romney came to being killed on January 6th. His life was indisputably saved by Officer Eugene Goodman, who turned Mitt Romney around, who ran at full speed back into the Senate chamber as the insurrectionists surged forward, looking to kill the Vice President of the United States. Something about the volatility of the moment caused Romney, a walking amalgam of prep school manners and Mormon niceness, and the practice cool of the private equity set to lose his grip. And he finally vented the raw anger he had been trying to contain. He turned to Josh Hawley, who was huddled with some of his right-wing colleagues, and started to yell. Later, Romney would struggle to recall the exact wording of his rebuke. Sometimes he'd remember shouting, you're the reason this is happening. Other times 
it would be something more terse. You did this. What bothered Romney most about Holly and his cohort was the oily disingenuousness. Quote, they know better, end quote, he told me. Josh Holly is one of the smartest people in the Senate, if not the smartest. And Ted Cruz could give him a run for his money. They were too smart, Romney believed, to actually think that Trump had won the 2020 election. Holly and Cruz, quote, were making a calculation, Romney told me, that put politics above the interests of liberal democracy and the Constitution. The crisis at hand in America that is threatening the American way of life is born out of cowardice and cynicism. And it has caused chaos and there is more mayhem ahead. We stand at an hour in American life where the last honorable figure of great stature within the Republican Party, a man who received almost 60 million votes for president, believes it has degenerated into an illiberal, anti-democratic cabal, and he's moving on. Mitt Romney has stood against the tide. He has honored the legacy of his father, another courageous political leader, George Romney. Mitt Romney did not become president, but Mitt Romney did not submit to the madness. He stood tall all the way through, and he did his duty. He stood up for America, and he stood up for the Constitution. What is described in the excerpts of this article are profoundly important moments of American history. Mitt Romney is saying, what if the project is unraveling? What if the American experiment is ending? What if it is being undone by the weight of vice and the disloyalty and treachery of the men and women who are supposed to raise their hands, swear an oath, not to their ambition, but to their country's constitution? Mitt Romney seems exhausted by it all worn down by it all. And in the end, Mitt Romney, who has had a long career in public service, is not the prisoner of the MAGA movement. It is not his responsibility to end it. That falls on the responsibility of the American people. There's another important thing to understand that Senator Romney talked about. And it was the fact that on the TV set, the Republican politicians, they love Trump. But when those TV cameras went off, they laughed and they mocked him. 
And then when they went back on, they became sycophants again. And so on and on, the vicious cycle went. And with it evaporated trust and belief. With it, the media became complicit in show business. The accumulation of the sum of all of that cowardice and all of that cynicism has led us to this moment, to this precipice. And Senator Romney says something that's very true. When he's asked a question about who will win the presidential election between 82-year-old Joe Biden and 78-year-old Donald Trump, he calls it a 50-50 proposition, which it is. It's a tie race. Seven years on, 92 criminal counts notwithstanding, 35,000 public lies documented, Donald Trump is still the choice for president for many tens of millions of Americans. And he is supported and abetted in that attempt by a profound and deep current of cynicism coursing through American society. Mitt Romney's going to talk about it. His public service career has modeled a different type of behavior. That's why it's so sad that he's ending it. But his responsibility to oppose this is not a lifetime burden on his family, who, because of his principled stands, are threatened by his fellow citizens. When we reach a point, and this is pointed out in the McKay Coppin story, and it's something I've often talked about, that our politicians, at a local level, at a county level, at a state level, and all the way up to Mitt Romney's level, feel fear, wonder if they're about to be killed, then we are hanging over an edge where freedom, while not yet completely lost, is slipping away, and discernibly so. What McKay Coppins has done with Mitt Romney and his transparency and honesty is lay out a document about this moment grounded in principle, in truth, in decency of a human being in a high office trying to do his duty, struggling with the best way to live up to his oath. This is one of the greatest political stories I have ever read. And I encourage you to read it, to think about it. If it does not trigger in you thoughts and worries about renewal and reform and what we are going to do about the country, 
then shame on you.